0: The years at the spring, the days at morn, mornings at seven, the hillsides dew pearl, the larks on the wing, God's in his heaven, all's right with the world. I left out the line about the snail on the thorn, I don't like snails or thorns, but isn't this a magnificent day? I've never been so euphoric I don't believe since I got that extra hour this morning to enjoy it did you enjoy your extra hour too great but this is a magnificent day and if this doesn't reveal the love and the presence of God I don't know what will got a surprise for you this morning not going to preach Instead, I'm going to come out at the time for the sermon and tap one of you on the shoulder and let you come up and speak for five minutes. April Fool. Now you can relax and get on with the rest. Isn't that exhilarating? You can just hear the clip-clopping of the donkey and since the waving of the palm branches that's an exciting new expression of the joy of Palm Sunday thank you so much we have been on a journey we were set on that quest by the words of our Lord when pausing on the Mount of Olives he looked over the city of Jerusalem and into the hearts of the millions who were crowded there for the festival of Passover. They were there for a religious celebration. But he looked deeply into their hearts and his eyes filled with tears. With a choked whisper he said, If only you knew the things that make for peace. We acknowledge that inner peace is the thing all of us seek far above everything else. And it was with a desire to experience that, that we set out on our journey a few weeks ago. Now we have completed that journey, We have searched for and found the things Jesus spoke about when he said, if only you knew these things, you would have peace. If you took these discoveries seriously, then you are at peace. You do have that inner peace. What now? there is more. When Jesus was standing on the hillside speaking to the multitudes that had come about, He gave them an insight into His own life. He said, these are the things that make me what I am. These are the principles that I live by. These are the intents of God for you, and as he named them, one after the other, he paused to say this. Blessed are the peacemakers. Now that we have found peace, it is contingent upon us to become peacemakers. For peace comes to the world through persons of peace, and through no other way. Now that we have laid down the sword, let us beat readily into plowshares those things that will enable us to be the bringers of peace to all mankind. If we are at peace with God, then we must be the bringer of peace to others. How often we have an opportunity to tell people how God can change their lives, and we don't. Yesterday, Carlene and I were at the grocery store ordering a leg of lamb for our Passover meal. And the person behind the meat counter became quite inquisitive as to why we were buying such a large leg of lamb. And Carlene readily told them what we had plans to do and she began to describe our Passover meal. I stood back, awed by her enthusiasm, telling a total stranger what we were going to do to celebrate the Passover. And she leaned over and she said, Could I come? And Carleen said, Please do. And here's where the church is. Why can't we share beautiful things with other people that would enable them to know the love of God the way that we do? I remember reading in Gadpost magazine a long time ago about a porter at track 13 at Grand Central Station in New York. I was reminded of that story a few days ago when I saw a picture of Grand Central Station in New York. It was empty, that magnificent building that once crowded with teeming thousands moving from one part of the nation to the other, from one part of the world to another crowding about on their way to different places. And now it was an empty cavern. All over the building there were derelicts sleeping upon the floor, on the benches, any place that they could find to protect them from the cold of the night. The building was dead. It was once so full of life. And it was then that I first heard the story about the red cap at track 13. He was a porter. He was there to carry the bags of people to the trains and bring them to the right places for their journey. But everyone recognized him by the smile and the cheery greeting that he gave to everyone. Most everyone wanted him to carry their bags because he gave them a lift just because of the radiance of the person that he was. And he always managed to share something with them from the trip, to where he picked up their bags, to where he left them at the car. Now their baggage was lighter and their hearts were fuller. But it wasn't quite by accident that there was such a person there. In being interviewed for Guidepost magazine, he said, there was once a time in my life when I was terribly at a loss for anything that had meaning. I didn't like myself, I didn't like the world, I was unhappy. I searched everywhere to find something that had some meaning for my life. And then one day I found my Lord. He put a lilt to my step. He put a light in my eye. He put warmth in my heart. And I was a changed person. And I discovered that I was surrounded by people here who were as heavy-hearted as I once was and I made a vow to God that I would somehow try to give them what I had found for myself. That's what everybody saw when they saw Red Cap at Tramp 13. But there was more. On three mornings of the week when that marvelous clock chimed the hour he walked down to track 13, unlocked the gate and on the track that was not being used he walked down to one of the cars that was empty and he opened the door and from all over that great building people filed through that gate into that car where for a few minutes they sat down and they prayed together and he led them in a prayer service. A porter with a red cap carrying people's bag- bag- baggage but Out of the fine marble offices they found, here they were one together, sharing the love of God. Why can't we share the joy in our hearts with other people? Why can't we tell people who are lonely and heavy laden that there's a better life that they can have? And if you aren't comfortable sharing your personal faith, Invite them to come and sit here, where God is closest to our hearts. You see, if we've got the peace with God ourselves, we become peacemakers when we bring that peace to the hearts of others. We have that peace when we like who we are. And if we like who we are, then we are at peace Now we become peacemakers when we help other people like themselves. We're working on a drug program in our church, you know all about it. There are rules that people try to teach others about how to avoid drugs, and if they once become enslaved to drugs, these are the ways to break the grip. But do you know what is the heart of the whole problem? If you feel good about yourself, if you like who you are, you don't use drugs because it destroys the thing you love. It's the person who doesn't love himself, who doesn't like who he is, who tries to change it through drugs. You can make someone feel better about himself. Dewey Strange does. He finds something good in everybody. He tells them, don't you feel a lot better when you met Dewey? Don't you wish you met a hundred Deweys every day that would say something to give your spirits a lift? But you know what is so much easier to do is to dampen the spirits of others by pointing out the snails on the thorns instead of the dewdrops on the blades of grass and the lark on the wing. You're at peace if you like who you are and you're a peacemaker if you help others like who they are. And there are swords still raised, swords of prejudice, swords of hatred, swords of resentment, swords of unforgiveness, we must somehow take hold of those swords and with God's help beat them into plowshares so that the wars can cease. No one spoke more eloquently about being a peacemaker than the one who more nearly approximated the life of our Lord than any person who ever lived, that beautiful saint of the Middle Ages, Francis of Assisi. Listen to the prayer that he prayed. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace where there is hatred let me so love where there is injury let me bring pardon where there is doubt let me be the bringer of faith and where there is despair let me bring hope Where there is sadness, let me bring joy. And where there is darkness, let me bring light. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so desire to be consoled as to console. That I not desire to be understood so much as to understand that I might not desire so much to be loved, as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, that it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, that it is in dying that we receive eternal life. Amen.